We are in Yavamos, the bottom of Kuf Yud Aleph Omer Aleph, the bottom of 111a, as we begin a new Mishnah. And this Mishnah will really conclude the entire topic that we've been discussing. We'll do the Mishnah and the short Gemara in this recording. And we've been discussing the different types of rabbinic marriages, that uh, there are really two different types of rabbinic marriages. One is with a minor, uh, if she is uh, married off by her mother or her brother with her consent, perhaps even if she marries herself off. Um, and that's one form of rabbinic marriage. The second form is with a deaf mute, even if she's an adult uh, or if he's an adult. Uh, either way, it would be viewed as a rabbinic marriage. On a biblical level, they're not viewed as married, but the rabbis said that we want them to, be, to recognize it as a marriage, and so therefore it is viewed as a marriage. And we pointed out that there are differences between these two different types of rabbinic marriages, that uh, there's uh, certain strengths and weaknesses uh, to, to both sides, and that uh, we explained that when it comes to a minor, it's viewed as questionably either, on a rabbinic level, a complete kinyan, a complete uh, marriage, or it might be even viewed as, <coughs> excuse me, as nothing. And that that probably depends upon the fact that uh, is based upon the fact that uh, she could always back out of marriage, he could always divorce her, and so it's very, very flimsy. At the same time, it could ultimately lead to a biblical marriage once they get, once she gets older. Uh, she go, reaches above the age of 12, so then it, it sort of tr- transforms into a biblical marriage. And so it has, it has certain benefits, but also certain weaknesses. Uh, when it comes to a deaf mute, so then she's never really going to be able to, or he, uh, enter into a biblical marriage. And so the rabbis, when they instituted this marriage, they viewed it as a quasi-marriage. It's not a complete kinyan, it's not a complete acquisition or marriage, but it's uh, it's like a half form. And so based on that, uh, we, we that is, is an introduction to the com- coming Mishnah. And our Mishnah will discuss uh, similar topics to what we've had in, in, pre- in previous Mishnayos, uh, but obviously these are slightly different cases. So says the Mishnah, a person is married, he has two wives. Both of them are rabbinic marriages and both of them are minors. The same same type of rabbinic marriage, she's under the age of 12. And he dies. And so now the brother, who let's say is uh, is an adult, he mace, he dies, sorry, the husband dies. And so one of the brothers does yibam to one of the sisters-in-law. Again, this is all a rabbinic marriage. And so they do yibam to this rabbinic marriage. And then, either the same brother or a different brother then does yibam to the other to the other wife. Even though in general, there's a principle that uh, a person can only that you can only do yibam to one of the co-wives. And there's a prohibition that you're not allowed to do yibam to both co-wives. It's not allowed. He went ahead and he did it. So certainly, uh, in this scenario, they're both minors. So they have the both the same similar type of a marriage, rabbinic marriage. So the halacha is lo pasal esarishona. So certainly, the second yibam, the attempt for the second yibam with the second co-wife, that is certainly not valid. Uh, but the point here is that it doesn't also, it doesn't invalidate the initial yibam, the original yibam with the first co-wife. That remains the same. There's no reason to disqualify that. It would be equivalent to any normal case of yibum, where the brother first does yibum with one co-wife and then does yibum with the second co-wife. 
The law is that the first even works, the second even doesn't work. So the same thing would apply in this case. And also the same thing would apply, the same thing would apply when it comes to um, a person is married to two wives, they're both on a rabbinic level, but instead of being minors, they're both deaf mutes. So the same thing would apply because they both have the same type of marriage and the first even works, the second even attempt for even does not work. Where it gets tricky is for, for the next cases. Kitana v'chareshes. What happens if a man is married to two women, both on a rabbinic level, but it's two different types of rabbinic marriages? One is to a woman who is a minor. She's under the age of 12. The other one is echareshes. She's a deaf mute. Uh, so what happens in that scenario? So let's go through the different cases. So first case is, he does yibam first with the minor, with the katana, and then either him or a brother attempts to do yibam with the chareshes, with the deaf mute. So in that case, we say, pisel as a katana. Certainly, uh, the chareshes, the deaf mute, that is not recognized as a marriage. Um, and... She would probably require uh, she would require a get a a, a divorce document, um, but what also happens, which was which what doesn't happen in a regular case of yibum, is that once one of the brothers does yibum to the chareshes, uh, does yibum to the deaf mute after one of the brothers already did yibum to the first co-wife to the katana to the minor, it disqualifies the katana the minor. Why does it disqualify the minor? It really shouldn't disqualify the minor. You did yibum to her first, it should really work. The reason why it disqualifies her is really just because we're concerned that if what happens if you do it in the opposite direction, which is the next case of the Mishnah. What happens if you first did yibum to the deaf mute, and then one of the other brothers, or the same brother, does yibum to the minor? So in that case, because the relationship with the deaf mute is only viewed as a mixus kinyan, it's only viewed as a partial marriage on a rabbinic level, and then... So it's a weaker, it's a weaker connection, and then you do yibum to the katana, to the katana where that's a full marriage on a rabbinic level. So we're concerned. Well, in that case, that does disqualify the original marriage because it disqualifies the chareshes, it disqualifies the deaf mute because the yibum on the stronger marriage sort of uh, trumps the uh, marriage which is with the deaf mute, which is on a lower level. Uh, because when it comes to the katana, when it comes to the minor, it can either be viewed as a complete marriage or nothing. But uh, uh, on the chance, uh, on the side that it's a complete marriage, it will disqualify the yibum that's done with the chareshes because it's a stronger connection. And so because of that, we're concerned that if you don't disqualify, just going back to our original case where you first did yibum to the minor and then you did yibum to the deaf mute, we're going to say the minor is also disqualified because what happens if you flipped it? If you flipped it the other way around, we would disqualify both. So here too, we're going to disqualify both. And so that, that's what the Mishnah says in the next case. The next case is, If they first, the brother-in-law first does Yibam to the deaf mute. And then they do Yibam to the minor. It certainly disqualifies the Chareshes as the Chareshes, the deaf mute, because the deaf mute is only partially married on a rabbinic level. And the Kitana, the minor, might be, potentially is completely married, and so therefore doing yibam with the minor will disqualify the chareshes, the deaf mute. The next cases in the Mishnah are cases where we are discussing, uh, one is a biblical marriage, a person dies and he's married to two women, one is on a biblical level, just a regular two adults that get married, and the other one is rabbinic. And so certainly in that case, everybody agrees that uh, the, the one that's married on a biblical level has a stronger relationship. 
So pikachas v'chareshes, but you have malach pikachas v'chazer malach chareshes. So shabayach malach chareshes lo pasul as a pikachas, but you have malach chareshes v'chazer malach pikachas. So shabayach malach pikachas pasul as a chareshes. Basically, the person is married to two women. One of them is a biblical level, an adult. The other one is a deaf mute. So that's not a rabbinic. It's a rabbinic marriage. So we say if then the person dies, if his brother does yibum first to the to the one that's on a biblical level, the pikachas, just the adult. Who, uh, who they're married to on a biblical level, so then afterwards, then they do yibum to the deaf mute. The one the yibum that's done to the deaf mute does not disqualify the pikachas. It doesn't disqualify the uh, the one who's married on a biblical level. However, if it's the other way around, if they first do yibum to the deaf mute, which only works on a rabbinic level, and then they do yibum to the pikachas to the to the marriage that's a regular marriage on a biblical level, now that you did yibum afterwards. To uh, to uh, on a biblical level with somebody who's married on a biblical level, so then that will override the yibum they did originally, which was only to a wife who's only married on a rabbinic level, and so that will override it. And the same thing is true if the wife is not just a deaf mute, but even if the wife is a minor. That's the next case of the last case of the Mishnah. Gedola v'Katana. If you have a man who's married to two women, one of them is an adult, the other one is a minor. So certainly the one that's married to an adult, that's a biblical marriage. To the minor is a rabbinic marriage, and he dies. And the, he does yibum first. If he does yibum first to the to the adult, so then and then he does yibum. tends to do yibum to the minor. So what you do to the minor is not going to impact the adult. The adult is is a, it's a it's a yibum on a biblical level. They were married on a biblical level. Nothing could undo that. However, if you first do yibum to the minor to the katana. So that's only on a rabbinic level. Even if you want to say it's a complete Kenyan, a complete marriage, it's only on a rabbinic level. And then he does yibum to... He shouldn't be doing this, but he, he does yibum. You're not supposed to do yibum to, to both co-wives, but he does yibum to the adult. So that adult is on a biblical level. They're married on a biblical level. That will then undo, and it will disqualify the kitana, the one who's only married on a rabbinic level. It will totally disqualify it. And that, that, So those are the different cases. The last statement to the Mishnah is what the Gemara will comment on, we go back to Rabbi Lazar. It might be a, a different uh, Rabbi Lazar, but Rabbi Lazar says, Rabbi Lazar says, well, in this case, where you did yibum to both the minor and to the adult, right? You did you did you did uh, you did yibum to both, and so it's going to disqualify one of them. Rabbi Lazar says, you know what we should do? We should tell the uh, minor to do mian. Tell her to do mian. Mian is the process of undoing the marriage, undoing the relationship, to undo the relationship with the Yavam, with the brother-in-law. What, what does that accomplish? Because right now, the brother-in-law has violated a prohibition. Could be that it's only on a rabbinic level, but he violated, what's the prohibition that he violated? You're not allowed to do Yavam to both co-wives. You're not allowed to do that. So now if the minor does mian and uproots the marriage entirely, this concept of a minor being having the ability to uproot the marriage entirely, it's if they, they, were, they were never married, they never did Yavam, so then, if the minor does that, so then he's no longer in violation of this uh, uh, of this uh, prohibition, he, because he's not he's no longer viewed even retroactively as being married to both. He's only married to the gedola. He only did yibum to the gedola if the minor does this thing called mian. We've had this idea in the, earlier, and the gemara is now going to explain it. But we had this uh, we had this earlier in this situation where uh, two brothers are married to two sisters. One of the brothers is married to a minor. The other brother is married to an adult on a biblical level. And the one that's married to an adult, he dies. 
So now she falls to Yibam, the the wife, which is married on a biblical level, falls to Yibam. So Rebelezer there said, hey, what are you going to do? Because you're married to the sister on a rabbinic level. So really on a rabbinic level, you, sh- you can't do Yibam. But there, but there is a connection on a biblical level. So it gets, gets very confusing. What do you do in that case? So he recommends, have the minor do Mian. Have the minor do Mian, uproot the marriage entirely. It's like they were never married. And now the brother-in-law could do Yibam on a biblical level with his sister-in-law. That's what he suggested. So the Gemara now says, just a few lines of the Gemara, Amr Vidamr Shmuel, Shmuel says, Halachic Rebelazar. We follow Rebelazar. We try We try to encourage the minor to do Mian, to uproot the marriage. And Rebelazar also said, a different Rebelazar says that we also follow that position. And the Gemara says, Vitricha, we need both cases. Again, we had two different cases where we made this suggestion. One case is where a person passes away and he's married to an uh, on a biblical level to an adult and on a rabbinic level to a minor. And the brother-in-law does yibam to both. He's not allowed to do yibam to both, but he does do yibam to both. So we say, in order to make it as though he didn't do yibam to both, he the the uh, minor should do uh, miyun and uproot the marriage entirely. It's like they were never married and then he didn't do yibam to both. And then the other case is the case that we had earlier where two brothers are married to two sisters, but one of the brothers is married to a minor. The other, the other sister is an adult and the husband of the adult passes away. So in that case also, we try to encourage the minor to do miyun, to uproot the marriage, because otherwise the brother-in-law can't do yibam, because it's like, uh, it's his wife's sister. You don't do yibam to your wife's sister. That's one of the arayos. It's one of the forbidden relationships. Uh, and yibam wouldn't override that. So we try to convince the uh, wife, who's a minor, to do miyun, uproot the marriage entirely. It's like they were never married. And now the brother-in-law could do yibam on a biblical level to the sister-in-law, why do we need both cases? To, to That we follow the ruling that we try to convince the minor to do uh, miyun. I understand, wife, I only had the first case. So then that's when we teach the minor to do miyun, to uproot the marriage. Because by uprooting the marriage, that will then allow... Uh, his her husband, they're not viewed as married anymore, but her husband to not allow him to do yibam, which is a mitzvah, to do mit, the mitzvah of yibam to, um, uh, to, uh, to 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 marry the sister in law, or even to do chalitza, but to marry the sister in law, that is a mitzvah. If she didn't do mian, they'd be stuck and he wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, that would be a mitzvah. But over here in our mishnah, what's the mitzvah? This person, the brother in law, did yibam to both. He's not fulfilling any mitzvah now. Now that this, uh, now that the system, now that the minor does mian, it won't create anything. It won't allow for yibum to happen. Yibum already took place. In fact, yibum already took place too much. It took place to both co-wives. So you might not have thought to say that we would say to do mian in this case. But maybe uh, one could have said that. In this case, we should do mian. Why should we do mian? I understand why you do mian in this case because uh, the gedola, the adult, is the one that really should be doing mian. Should should have been the one doing yibum because that's connected on a biblical level, and there was always a connection. That was not there was nothing stopping that connection. The husband died, and he was married to two co-wives, and one of them was a, a, god, a gedola, one of them was an adult, one of them was a minor. So it makes sense that you would have to do ye, um, uh, mian to uproot the marriage so that. You stay and continue being with the gedola, with the uh, adult, but uh, but that's because there was already a, a connection. Uh, 
Uh, but in the previous case, there wasn't a connection because you were married. That case was two brothers were married to two sisters, and one of the brothers dies. So without doing mi'un, there is no connection uh, because it's your wife's sister. So there is no connection. So maybe in that case, you would not do mi'un. Okay, this concludes the Gemara. And it really concludes this topic of, of uh, two different types of marriages. It happens to be we're almost towards the end of this chapter. Uh, we have a little bit more left in this chapter. And the next chapter is really a short chapter, just two pages, on the marriage of a cherish, of a, of a deaf mute, focusing on a deaf mute. Uh, but we still have one more mission left before we conclude the chapter, which uh, goes on to a different topic. Uh, it continues with uh, no longer about the deaf mute, but it continues with other topics within Yibam. Uh, as we go through these couple of pages of Yibam, um, until we end, hit the end of the tractate of Yavamos, which discusses a totally different topic. Okay, so we'll continue with the next Mishnah in the next recording.